0: Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. We're going to talk about uh, today's teaching is goat versus sheep. We got a bunch of sheep and goat facts for you as we get into this. Uh, we will be reading out of Matthew 25 um, verses 31 to 46, but before we do so, Hear me out. If you ask most people, if most people had to choose between um, referencing themselves nowadays as a sheep versus a goat, the majority of the population right now would say, I want to be a goat. Why is that? Well, because society believes that goat is an acronym for greatest of all time. But Jesus said, if you want to be great, not to be a goat. <laughs> he actually talks about being a servant in Matthew twenty twenty five to 28. He says, but Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of this world lord over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it'll be different. Someone say different different whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant and whoever wants to be your first among you must be your slave for even the son of man came not to be to be served but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many here's a few interesting facts about goats and sheep sheep are known as grazers they are more suited for the grass that is on the ground goats are known as browsers just in case you're looking at buying a goat or a sheep. They eat tall weeds or leafy greens that are eye level. A goat will always have their head up high. They have different mineral needs, you see, because a goat uh, needs high copper. Now, just the smallest traces of copper for a sheep can be lethal. Goats are harder to keep fenced in. Sheep can be skittish, and they have a prey mentality, and they depend on a shepherd. Goats tend to have horns. Most sheep don't. That means goats can be more dangerous. Because of their horns, they're more likely to get caught in the fences. And when they get caught in the fences, they start to panic, and they cause injury to themselves and even death. Sheep are more likely to stay in the boundaries of a fence, as goats are not. Goats like to jump on things, including you, and can be rough on your barn and rough on your equipment. They will jump on your hay and they will destroy the feeders that you built for them. Sheep are more gentle in their environments and are even used in vineyards. To trim the grape leaves. That's a whole teaching in itself. Interesting fact about rams versus a billy goat. A ram will back up before charging you. A goat will just hit you. (laughs) And a billy goat, by the way, apparently really stinks. (laughs) Sheep are... Hardier animals, they are parasite resistant, they handle the cold better, they don't need shelter as often as goats, and they breed even easier than goats. Goats, you see, are not all bad, (laughs) but in the end, we need to see what the example is that Jesus gives when he references goats, comparing them. To sheep, So let's read Matthew 25, starting in verse 31. We'll start with the men online, and we'll read to 46. Let's look at that verse 32. It says, all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separ- separates the sheep from goats. So the first point is, sheep will be separated from goats. Sheep will be separated from goats. You know, throughout history, Images of the sheep and the goats have represented different characteristics in Western culture. The sheep often represents gentleness, care, and self-sacrifice. The goat has represented sensuality, wild behavior, and disobedience. Look it up. With the lustful pan-god of the Greeks, Even demons were associated with the goats in the Old Testament, and they were called sire. Today, the symbol symbol remains, but we are seeing a change to how they are valued in our society. The sheep that once represented gentleness now stands for weakness and ignorance, sheeply a word that was only added to the West, Western Dictionary in 2017. In Western culture, the idea of being a follower is shamed. Social media has actually created more blind followers than ever. Following and liking people that they don't even really know. Calling them their friends, their coaches, their leaders, and even their pastors. Now GOAT is used as an acronym. Greatest of all time. Hmm, like any change of heart and mind, you can be sure that there is a spiritual element involved. Jesus, the good shepherd, will separate his followers, the sheep from the goats, those who live their lives for themselves instead of serving God and others. Those that did their best to get people to follow them more than Jesus Distinctively gives clear examples where Jesus says sheep, what sheep do and what goats don't or doesn't do or don't do. I want to be clear. There are even organizations out there that are helping people, but not all of them are doing it for God. They're doing it to make themselves look good instead of making God look good. Are you ready? Okay, good. Verse 35, for I was hungry. You gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I was a stranger. You invited me in. You clothed me when I needed clothes. I was sick. You looked after me. I was in prison, and you came, and you visited me. Hmm. Jesus said, I was hungry. I was thirsty. I was a stranger. I needed clothes, I was sick, and I was in prison. We don't think of Jesus being in prison, Christ in chains, we, do we? I mean, that's where criminals go. So ask yourself this, just break it down very simply in, in your notes there, who's hungry that I can feed? I think you can think of at least one name right now to write down, or one group of people right now in front of you? Who's thirsty that I can provide a drink? Who needs clothes that I can bless? Who is sick that I can look after? And who is in jail that I can visit? In verse 40, the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did to the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So two is... What I do for Jesus. What I do for Jesus. Again, if you don't know the purpose of something, you'll abuse it. It's time we take that passion and put it in the right place. We do it for who? Jesus. Everything we do, we do it as if we are doing it for the Lord. Let's not overlook the natural men and miss the spiritual God wants to bless us. He wants to bless us and make us a blessing. And He wants to bless us in this lifetime and in the next. Part of being His disciples requires more than belief, it requires obedience. It means following His commands to love God and to love others. This is love. He is love. In John 15, 13, it says there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. In Matthew five forty four, Jesus says, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and sends the rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? (laughs) And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. You know that the Lord is always calling us to a higher standard of sacrifice and service as His sheep. For goats, it's what's in it for me. How do I make myself look good, the greatest of all time? Sheep were made to follow the Good Shepherd. In turn, what I, what I do for others is what I do for Jesus. What I do for others is what I do for him. In verse 45, he will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. That's our hope, gentlemen. That's our hope we have. Today is a day. Today's is the day the Lord has made. Today His mercies are renewed every morning. Today we have opportunities. Every day we will have an opportunity to serve others and serve Jesus and meet those needs. So point three is: what I don't do for others is what I don't do for Jesus. Whoa, that hit me hard. I don't know how many times I have read this scripture, and that didn't. And that and when He says, "What you didn't do for them, you didn't do for me." I always caught the part, just as you do, and you hold on to all the just as you do for the least of these, but how about the people that we said no to or were saying no to Jesus? How can we be more prepared to meet the needs of our community and the needs of Jesus? Well, let's start with in our house because everything flows out of the home. From there, it goes into the streets, our neighborhood, and then into the world. Needs are right here in our house. Food, clothing, shelter. You know, according to a report by the National Food Rescue Organization, Canadians are expected to serve 60% more people in 2023 than last year. 60 I heard another stat that one in every 3 Canadians right now is needing assistance with food. Are you surprised? But who who will feed them? We will. <laughs> right? The community cupboard is running low on supplies. I just found out the other day. And they can hardly keep up with the food needs. This is in our house. Chilliwack Community Cupboard is in this church, in this house. Every Tuesday, every Thursday, every Saturday. I get notifications now on my my phone every time somebody's coming in and out of the parking lot. It is being flooded with people in need. There's lots that we can do without having to start another program. We need to, submission is getting under that mission. It's right here in our house. There is families in need in our house. I get calls all the time, by the way. I get private calls all the time. Pastor, can you help me out? The need is here. We get to, this is the good thing. We get to feed Jesus. We get to clothe him. We get to give him something to drink. We get to visit him. We get to invite him in. We get to do that. We have everything we need right here in this house. And the Lord will supply all of our needs according to his glorious riches. We are so blessed. We are so blessed. I got a, got a call from a friend the other day, and I happened to be in transition, you know, on my little recreate day. And I walked into my, uh, my brother-in-law's garage, and he overheard, oh, I got choked I'm proud in a good way. He overheard on the phone. He said, we got this. He didn't say, what's the church going to do? He said, honey, go put together a food hamper right now for this family. He didn't hesitate. He said, we got this. Ha, take it, Jesus. <laughs> Someone say, we got this. We got this because God's got us. God blesses the cheerful giver. We don't look at what we lack. We look at what we sow. We're in the business of sowing and reaping, not looking at lack. Oh, well, I guess there's nothing in the cupboard, Lord. What are you going to sow? What do you have to give? For little is much when God is in it. And if you have it right in front of you and the ability to give and you do not give when your brother comes to you, you are committing a sin. You don't say, come back to me tomorrow. I'll help you now. You know, tomorrow has enough worries of its own, by the way. Matthew 6, you think, well, what about later, later, later? And it's like, no, 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 God's got us. His mercies are made new every morning. God's got us. Today is the day. God's got us. We do for others, or we don't do for others. What we don't do for Jesus, you know. Speaking of that, I'm so proud of the community cupboard. We have, uh, we've got families from the Ukraine coming in weekly. We've met them. We've invited them to church. Some have even come in, got saved, and got baptized through the community cupboard. Through the community cupboard, you know. I know of one one uh, single mom. She. She takes the bus from Harrison with two autistic kids from Harrison. And how she gets the money for the bus is she sells bottles, where she cashes in her, her bottles at the recycling depot, comes here with her autistic kids just to get food and clothing for her kids. And maybe sometimes I watch as, as one of the kids walks out with a toy. They even have a few toys down there. We had on a separate note, we had somebody just down the street, a, um, a mom and her little girl, and, and I watched, I was, I was here in my office, and I watched her come out with this little dollhouse. And I just come running out because I want to celebrate with her. Oh, that's such an awesome, that's a cool dollhouse. And I asked her, so you got dolls for your dollhouse? No, I don't have a doll. And I said, just wait. <laughs> and I took the authority that I had, and I came running into the kids' theater because in their snack shack, they got all these prizes and stuff for the kids. They reward them for bringing their friends to church or bringing their Bibles, memorizing verses, participating, and their brand new doll sat in the box. And I grabbed that doll, came running out. That's my daughter. That's somebody's daughter. That's Jesus. And I asked the mom before I did it, because <laughs> I'm a stranger, right? Would I be able to give this to your daughter? She'd already put her in her car seat in the, in the car. She says, yeah, you should have seen the look on that. What does that doll cost? I don't know. Maybe a couple bucks from the dollar store or something. But those, the, she'll remember that. She'll remember a pastor from a church coming out and loving her that didn't take for them to show up on a Sunday to experience God's love, and to meet the needs. They'll remember you at the coffee shop or whatever when everybody reached out and prayed for that man who didn't have a heartbeat, and everybody witnessed a miracle. We are sheep. Jesus himself was, was given the image of a lamb. John, John the Baptist said in John one twenty nine. The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus references himself as a sheep. I want to be like Jesus. These will wage war against the Lamb. And the Lamb will overcome them because he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. Those who are with him are called and chosen and are faithful. Revelation 17, 14. And nothing unclean and no one who practices abomination and lying shall ever come into it. But only those whose names are written where? In the goat's book of life? The Lamb's book of life. Right. Revelations 22, verse 3. There will, there will no longer be any curse. And the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it. And his bondservants will serve him. Sheep. Sheep were chosen by Jesus to represent Righteousness in the parables because of the ability of the lamb to distinguish their mother's call from others in the flock. In 2001, a a study um, found that sheep can recognize and remember at least 50 individual faces in two years. Isn't that amazing? That's longer than most humans, (laughs) right? And it points to when Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. When culture adapts these goat ideas, it's easy to lose sight of our true shepherd. Jesus' code of conduct was summed up in the Beatitudes, and you can find those in Matthew 5, 3 to 12. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they, for they will lose my notes. Hang on. I got it here in my Bible too. Goat, We need to yield to the good shepherd. And Jesus said in John 10, 11 to 15, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and he runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Would you stand with me now? Isaiah 53, 6 says, all of us, Like sheep have gone astray. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid down, laid on him the sins of all of us. Man, if you're here today and you'd be honest with yourself for a moment, and you know maybe you've taken on some false ideologies, some false cultures, and maybe you've been trying and thriving so hard to make yourself look good, to create followers, to live for me instead of living for thee. Maybe for just a moment you could have a reset revelation right here, right now. That every day we have an opportunity to love God and love others through acts of service and to be his sheep. We are called to be his sheep and we are called to follow the good Shepherd. Relationship with Jesus, or where you're having that comeback hitting in the gut kind of hard conviction moment this morning, and you're coming back to him. Would you just pray with me? For Paul said in Romans 10, verse 9, if we believe in our hearts, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing that God the Father raised the Son from the grave, behold the Lamb of God. Who comes to take away our sins? The pure and spotless Lamb, whose blood was shed on the cross for covenant, for promise, for us to have eternal life, to live freely, so that we can love others and serve freely. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that He is Lord, you will be saved. I have a hard time going out and being a sheep without a shepherd. Need to just recognize his voice for a moment as he speaks in love to us and calls us each by name. Let's just pray this prayer together. Say, Dear Jesus, I hear your voice, I see your face. I'm choosing now to follow you. My past is past. And I will serve your people. I will love my enemies. And I will love you. I believe that you died on the cross for myself. And then you rose again three days later. Was sick, so that they could experience the miracle-working power of our Lord and Savior that calls people from out of the dead and into the light. Jesus, who who showed up, and everybody else was crying. It says in verse thirty-five. It says Jesus Himself wept. He felt what they felt, even though He knew what He knew, and when He called. And he told them to roll away the stone. Their first response was in the natural that, that Lazarus would stink. It's been four days, teacher. He's going to stink. God knows we stink sometimes. He knows when we've defaulted to becoming ghosts. When he's called us to be sheep. And he calls us out from those dark places where we feel like we're dead and we're dead. And he calls us into the beautiful light. And he called out Lazarus, he says, Lazarus, come out. And he came. And he had to remove all the, the wrappings on his face, the things that he were, had him bound, held back. I think for some of us, we've allowed the things that we look at, the things that we consume, the things that we take part in sometimes to wrap us up and cause us to become blind and hold us down, but not today. I pray for you that the Lord removes those burial cloths off you today, whatever they may be. He sees so that He can give you the freedom that you need to go out, to come out, so that all others will see there is a God, and your trial will prove to be a testimony. So, if, if this teaching spoke to you in relevance to where you're at or where you're going in this season up, say, Pastor, that's me, I get that, that speaks to me, thank you, thank you, the next is this, you can put your thumbs down, but if you prayed that prayer either for the first time or you, this was your comeback to the Lord today, would you just give me a thumbs up, say, Pastor, that's me, that's me, can we see the guys online too, let's have them join us online, I know you're still with us that's you online all heads are bowed you're coming coming back moment to Jesus just give me a thumbs up praise God thank you Jesus well we're going to do what we do here at College Street and wherever we go we're going to open it up for baptism because we are commissioned in the great commission to go into all the world baptize in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey his commands this was a command, not a suggestion <laughs> that we become baptized through him and in him. Here we believe in baptism by water and baptism by the Holy Spirit. And if you haven't received any of those, and you'd like to today, just come forward as we worship now. I'm going to stand right there. I got clothes and stuff. Well, let's worship God now together.